Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Fanny Willis and lover Nathan Wade, otherwise known as Big Fanny and Loverboy, are now ordered, subpoenaed, to testify about their relationship under penalty of total disqualification and potential federal charges for themselves. Oh, how the turntables turn! White House refuses to hand over drafts of Biden's speech demanding Ukraine fire prosecutor Victor Shokin. Congressman Byron Donalds joins the show along with legal expert Mike Davis. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. So it is February 1st. I want to remind you that in the month of February, we are going to have an ALX. Tell me if I'm missing a couple, anything. In the month of February, we're going to have multiple primaries for multiple different states. We're going to have Hunter Biden's testimony to Congress, uh, James Biden's testimony to Congress. We're going to have a bunch of other um, massive bombshell hearings, including like the Mayorkas impeachment hearings. And so this is going to be a month of wild news coverage. We will be there for you, and we hope that you stay tuned with a Patriot Mobile device. You should want to stay locked in and connected on a device that, uh, well, is run by a company that believes in free speech. I think that's very important for any company, but especially for your little cell phone there. Patriot Mobile is the only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, please trust me, they are the only one. They're available on all three major networks, so you can get the same coverage without funding the left. Get Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation when you use the offer code Benny. Join me and make the switch today. Patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them, okay? We got them. We got them. The Fannie Willis saga is something that we have been covering for quite a while. And the reason why we put our shoulder and the muscle and the power of this show into certain stories, and the reason why we avoid other stories, is because we look for the places where we can actually create a dynamic change, where we can facilitate the kind of change that actually flips narratives, that causes real, uh, lasting, systemic and structural damage to those Marxists who are trying to erode America. I am a native American, meaning I was born here. This is the land of my father, grandfather, and his father before him. And I have a right, because I'm a dad right now, to keep this place free of big fannies. Okay, that's not really the issue. The the issue the, si- the size of the fanny isn't the issue. It's what they're doing. In case after case, they are weaponizing a judicial system and going after going and trying cases before political activist judges in order to destroy or to steal the fruits of another man's labor. In order to steal from you and me the ability to vote for the president that we wish to vote for, in order to try and destroy a man, an orange man, who simply wanted a better America, or to perhaps just make America great again. Fannie Willis is part of that. But you see, unlike some of the other cases, which are all of them are very sloppy, but unlike all the other cases, the Fannie Willis case is particularly egregiously, hilariously run by the lowest IQ dumbasses 
that have ever like fallen ass backwards into the legal profession. These people are so utterly incompetent and corrupt that you can just use their own words against them. You, we don't even need, we don't even need to speak on Fannie Willis or show you the reporting. We can just go to Fannie Willis's own interviews and show you what a fraud she is. This is a little clip that we surfaced because we have a great research team at this company. And we found Fannie Willis running for office in Fulton County. Now, in case you're wondering exactly how putrid and how rat infested and corrupt Fulton County is, how it's pretty much just like a, a third world country where graft corruption and, uh, and de debauchery and degeneracy is just baked into the cake, Fannie Willis's predecessor, well, had their own scandals and problems. Fannie Willis asked why she wished to replace her predecessor, said, because I won't be having sex with my staff and I won't be using federal funds for corruption. <laughs> oh, you're going to love how this story ends. Check out this interview from the year 2020, where Big Fanny gets a chance to tell you the reforms she's about to make to her office. The district attorney's office in Fulton should be the beacon of the Southeast. It should be the absolute best office between Washington, D.C. and Miami. And right now what you have is a office of dysfunction and corruption, and we deserve better. And I am the right choice to improve it. Corruption, uh, Ms. Willis, that's a strong word uh, to level against the office that Paul Howard has run for nearly a quarter of a century. If he, if he gets reelected, It'd be more than 25 years. You have a DA sitting there that doesn't have the qualifications and the experience to do the job. What I can guarantee you is with my reputation, with my community ties, I am going to be able to attract the best and the brightest minds to that office. You're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees, because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit fit children because we deserve better. We deserve a DA that isn't corrupt. We deserve a DA that won't have sex with their employees. Fat forward a few minutes and here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Fannie Willis and a prosecutor lover, Nathan Wade, it was subpoenas to testify about their affair in hearing to consider if they should be disqualified from Trump case. The work that we're doing on this program is having national international ramifications. We have been calling this out way before anybody else started sniffing around. And we have been doing the TikTok of this and applying public social and social media pressure and influence against Fannie Willis. And now, check it out. Fannie Willis is now ordered to attend a hearing on February 15th where she will be required to testify about the illegal activities of hiring her lover, of paying him taxpayer dollars, of misuse of taxpayer dollars. Willis, an elected Democrat, hired Wade November 2021. Wade was a married man, now getting divorced because of his uh, inability to control himself around Big Fannies. Big Fanny uh, and the prosecutor she's accused of having an affair with have been hit with subpoenas and te to testify about their romantic relationship, Willis and Nathan Wade 
are set to attend a hearing on February 15th over whether they should be disqualified from the election fraud case against Donald Trump. That's two weeks from now. Oh, baby, it is going to be a wall-to-wall special for us this month. And a reminder, ALX, let me know, like Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden is testifying in Congress this month. Mayorkas' impeachment this month, this month, James Biden is testifying this month. We're going to have a wild February. Please, please be sure to tune in. The latest twist in the drama engulfing uh, the Trump prosecution came hours after Wade settled his divorce and the files were sealed. Oh, too bad. We already got them, baby. We already have we already have the files and the expenditures. I think that we have it loaded into the show. Let's make sure that we have the credit card receipts so you can see for yourself what they were spending money on. One of Trump's co-defendants, Michael Roman, claims that Wade uh, and Willis violated ethics with their improper relationship. Willis, an elected Democrat, hired Wade in November 2021 to help her with investigation efforts into the 2020 election. Since the Fulton County Grand Jury in August returned an indictment against Trump and 18 others, Wade has led the team of lawyers and assembled to prosecute the case. Oh, no. Good old lover boy. Good old lover boy and Fanny. You scroll on down in that article, you see like the perfect image of Fanny Willis uh, in this in this moment. Uh, this is uh, the image of somebody who is over her skis. This is the image of somebody who is doesn't have uh, clearly doesn't have the chops for what's about to happen. It is really remarkable too the parallels between the corruption happening here and the corruption happening in Congress, the corruption happening with the Bidens. We'll get to the Victor Shokin case in just a second. There are some very interesting things happening there, but it's all the same. Public enrichment from the taxpayers to yourself, corruption, paying a spouse or a lover a bunch of money because they're so good at their job and then pocketing that cash. It's the same thing. Biden did it with his family. Fannie Willis doing it with her family. Cori Bush, member of the squad in Congress, doing it with her family. Bob Menendez doing it with his family. Gold bar Bob. Same thing. Your government is corrupt. These people are demonic. They hate you. Willis vigorously defended Wade and his qualifications uh, in a speech at an Atlanta church. See, she suggested... That questioning Wade's hiring was rooted in racism. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, well, it's not just this, though, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there are going to be a lot of questions about Big Fanny and Loverboy forthcoming, including, but not limited to, some of the whistleblowers that she's been illegally firing. Now, there are federal whistleblower protections that would extend to people that are using federal funds. The way that this works is if you get federal money, you're going to now be able to be federally prosecuted for the misuse of that money. You'd be shocked to learn that Fannie Willis has been firing whistleblowers in her office that are saying she's abusing cash. Fannie Willis axed employee who blew whistle on misuse of federal funds. Embattled Georgia DA has a pattern of ethical violations and abuse of power. So what's going on here is that Fannie Willis got $500,000 from the feds. This whistleblower said, hold up, like we're using this on swag and trips and MacBooks. This isn't the way we're supposed to use our cash. And Fannie Willis fired her. Well, were those trips with Nathan Wade? (laughs) Are those the trips that we see here in the receipts from Nathan Wade? You can see here the actual credit card bills uh, that were 
this is because of the divorce proceedings. Just a reminder that um, Fannie Willis is going into the church, cloaking herself in righteousness, saying that her breaking up a marriage and cheating on uh, or having the husband of this woman cheat with her is some type of like righteous mission that she's on. It's demonic, sick stuff. You can see here the airline trips, the carnival cruise trips. They were going on carnival cruises together. They were going to Napa to have wine retreats together. Oh yeah, baby. It's very, very interesting what Fanny's doing here because now she's opening herself up to one whistleblower prosecution because she is engaging in revenge tactics against whistleblowers and two misuse of federal funds, which is a real no-no. That'll land you in prison for a long time. Here's the audio tape of Fannie Willis. You'll hear Fannie Willis's voice here and the whistleblower who was recording her. So what else do they have on tape from Fannie Willis? And you'll hear Fannie Willis saying, oh, okay, I have nothing to do with that. And then firing the person. Watch. If you had to give me a sentence, what is the sentence thing? Once I told him about his respectfully and in an email about his lack of leadership and the fact that he wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. And I kept telling him, like, we can't do that and questioning stuff. He would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood, I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody in front of Crystal, Deontay, everybody, we're gonna get MacBooks, we're gonna do that, we're gonna get swag, we're gonna use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. Took me off. I questioned Junior DA. There's kids in there from out of the, the, um, the county, all this. Took me off junior DA. I didn't not want to do it. He made it look as if I wasn't doing what I needed to do because I questioned him. Because so, I knew for a fact Mr. Cutfee respectfully did not know what he was doing. So, period. So I respect that is your assessment. Um, it was clear to me that you and Mr. Cutfee were not getting along. And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong. I want you to really listen to the words I'm saying. Listen to the words I'm saying before I fire your ass, which is exactly what she did. And there's this, what I presume to be a noble employee saying, we are misusing all these federal funds. They're using it on trips. Here's the receipts, by the way. You can see the actual trips that were being booked. They're using it on trips. They're using it on swag. They're buying themselves new MacBooks. This is embezzlement of federal funds. Uh, Fannie Willis is opening herself up to a world of hurt here. There's there there is something that uh, that you got to be really careful of, it, and it's when you cross lines with the feds, when you start getting federal tax dollars. The, those aren't free; they come with pretty serious implications, and op of course open you up then to federal prosecution in all federal jurisdictions. So it's nice to get federal money, but you better be airtight when you're getting it. And um, airtight is not is not Fanny's specialty. Okay, Big Fanny is the opposite of airtight. So Big Fanny is now going to be forced to testify and face total disqualification. This may this will most likely end the Trump prosecution in Georgia. It'll go down in flames. This will this will probably end in the tossing of all of the Trump prosecution in Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the update. 
New legal drama for Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. She faces a subpoena and a lawsuit alleging that she withheld information about her relationship with Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade, the man she put in charge of the election interference case against former President Donald Trump. Steve Harrigan is in Atlanta. There's twists and turns in this every day, Steve. Dana, you're right. And the drama really is building to that court hearing on February 15th. They've both been served subpoenas, Fonnie Willis, the DA, and the man she hired, Nathan Wade. They're going to have to testify under oath in court and probably live streamed as well about the details of their relationship and even answer basic questions such as why was Nathan Wade hired in the first place? She's going to be asked, why do you actually need a special prosecutor when you've got an entire stable of full-time criminal prosecutors working for you that are already on the taxpayer's uh, payroll? Why do you need to go and spend this much more taxpayer money? The investigation into the prosecutors continues to grow. At one point now, they're looking at raising questions about donors to Fonnie Willis's campaign, some of those donors' business partners of the prosecutor, Nathan Wade. There's also been a lawsuit filed against the district attorney's office. Defense attorneys want more information about how and why Nathan Wade was actually hired. And keep in mind, too, official investigations underway into the two and the nature of their relationship by Republican lawmakers, both in the Georgia House and the Georgia Senate. So two quick updates from Team Benny. Uh, one, I finally got a great pun uh, that the Trump team will grab Nathan Wade by the penal code. That's a good one. Well done, Producer Robbie. Producer Danny has informed me, Danny loves going to Napa, that he did not go to Napa with Fanny. So Danny has, I wait to see evidence of this, but producer Danny, who regularly frequents Napa Valley in California, says that he did not do so with Big Fanny. I'll need to see the credit card statements uh, in order to confirm that that is indeed true. But nonetheless, we do know what is true. And what is true is that the two of these people are going to potentially because of their own inability to keep it in their pants, may do hard time. I, I know, I know, too easy, right? But seriously, this could mean the end of the Trump prosecution in Georgia. Check it out. Circle February 15th on your calendar because Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade will have to tell the truth in court. And there's a, a statement that Fannie Willis has to submit by Friday. Let me be very clear. What happened in the divorce settlement has zero effect, Sandra, on the outcome of the motion to remove Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade, misappropriation of public funds, the conflict of interest. All that is still in play. February 15th is the key date. So. There is. When you're looking at this strategically and you're looking at this from a battle plan landscape, there is external pressure, which is what our show is. I don't live in Georgia. I don't vote in Georgia, right? I'm not a Democrat, so I can't just vote all over the place. And then there's internal pressure. Internal pressure looks like this. When all of the residents that allegedly voted for Fannie Willis walk out into the street to cheer on Donald Trump. This is a clip that they don't want you to, sh to see. They'll, they, they are very angry that we have this clip. And to uh, my knowledge, I'm the only show that actually ever plays this clip. This is Donald Trump leaving his mugshot 
mugshot that hangs proudly in our studio, to the residents that Fannie Willis represents cheering for him, saying, free Trump. Fannie done effed up, they scream. Somebody they got everybody. Yeah. Check it out. They are screaming and cheering for Donald Trump in Look at that the streets. Up. And so it leads you to ask the question, is there internal pressures to bear, meaning the people who vote for Fannie Willis, uh, that will mean the conclusion of this case, mean the, the destruction of this case? As we have demonstrated, Fannie Willis is meeting with the White House. Fannie Willis is meeting with the January 6th committee. Fannie Willis is going to the White House as soon as she gets the indictment for Donald Trump. Fannie Willis was at the White House one week after the Georgia grand jury recommended charges for Trump. We are putting all of this together. We have all of the data and all of the information. We have the receipts. Remarkably, Fannie Willis also met with the January 6th committee. Why the hell would she do that? <laughs> you know why. And so people are starting to get quite upset at Fannie Willis. And internally, so in her district, amongst her own voters, voters, Fannie Willis is getting some pretty savage pushback. Now, we've played you a couple of residents who have come out and screamed at Fannie Willis. But I dare say that... And I think we're going to have to put an adult warning on this one. Uh, a single resident going up and doing an impression of Fannie Willis with Nathan's hot dog uh, takes the cake. Okay. I'm not trying to get Fannie Willis excited talking about cake here, but, or, or Nathan's hot dog, but I'll let you, let you see it for yourself. And you decide if the situation in Fulton County itself is getting untenable for Big Fanny. My name is fat ass, sass and crass, no class. Fulton County, I'm incognito today, y'all, because the white folks is after me. I got a little bit of a PR problem. Natalie, you might be able to help me with, I could use the name of your PR firm. You know, the one that got you on the top 100 list. That's the kind of PR I'm looking for. You know, I, I know you'll understand that nothing and nobody comes between me and my Nathan's hot dog. Yeah, come on up in here now, my dark and lovely lunch. Oh, yeah, there you come on. Yes, my PR firm, all they tell me to do is take me to church. Yeah. Take me to church, I worship you, dog. You're the light of my life. Please forgive me my sins, but I would fall on a knife. You are my destiny, baby. Good God, just get rid of your wife. Take me to church, I go to work. I get my freak on. Take me to church, I write a check. They let me say a few words. <laughs> I don't think you come I don't think you come back from that politically. I'm not sure how you recover. I don't know. I do know this. That Fannie Willis is having internal and external pressures 
that are going to result in her being disqualified from this case. It is too corrupt. The corruption, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, the biographer of the Soviet Union, a man who was locked up in the gulags, wrote the gulag archipelago. He talks about systems like this that are that are so corrupt that they actually topple from the top down. The corruption is so systemic that it actually makes the structure un, untenable, untenable. So the structure actually implodes. And that's what you're watching right now. There's so much corruption, it can't continue. And that's why you have a lady flopping around Nathan's hot dog singing. You've lost, you've lost the populace. You've lost the plot. You got nothing left. And so when you have a situation like that, it's required that you need to call on a higher power. Now, of course, that higher power for Fannie Willis would never be uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It would be the January 6th committee, in fact. Uh, Fannie Willis, time and time again, went scurrying up to the January 6th committee in order to get dirt on Donald Trump. Now, you would assume that this would be called collusion with a committee that was actually now admittedly thoroughly designed for publicity stunts, which is what all this is. We have this stunning, stunning clip that was published just last night from PBS in an attempt to make a documentary on January 6th. They revealed that the entire January 6th committee was a fraud. The entire thing was a publicity stunt fabricated by a Jeffrey Epstein protecting producer at ABC. It's so, and then they, what they do is that they take that production and once that ends, they then shift it over to Fannie Willis to continue the charade. Watch this clip, you'll be aghast. Thompson's committee had gathered a trove of information. The challenge, what to do with it. The one thing that we knew was the information that we have is compelling. The thing we needed to do was tell that to the American people in a compelling way. So that's why we brought in a former president of ABC News. Yeah, I got a call pretty much out of the blue um, from the January the 6th committee. They wanted, they wanted a storyteller. And while they were brilliant, they were brilliant lawyers. Storytelling for a mass audience is not what they do. To bring in a guy like this who would think outside the box really did prove to be fruitful. And it was Goldston who really began to envision this as, in a way, a kind of mini-series, that there would be you know, sort of nine episodes and that these episodes would tackle particular themes. Attack on the Capitol. The investigation. The first hearing was primetime television. As the nation is about to witness a defining moment, the first hearing before the country, the results of the January 6th investigation. This is an extraordinary moment in in American history. When it came to that first hearing, we knew how high the stakes were. <laughs> okay. Joining us now to talk about the January 6th miniseries that was filmed inside of the Capitol, actually not the worst thing that was filmed inside of the Capitol as of late, is the great Representative Byron Donalds. Welcome to the show. Congress! 
congressman. Shocking, shocking that you weren't asked to be part of the mini series that they had filmed for primetime television with all the other actors uh, in the January 6th committee. Well, they knew I wouldn't follow the script, and that's the problem, Benny. And they knew Jim Jordan wasn't going to follow that script. They knew Jim Banks was going to follow that script. And and let, let's go back. Nancy Pelosi, when, whenever there's a committee formed in Congress, the majority leader of, of whoever's the speaker, they put members up, and then the minority leader put puts members up. Kevin McCarthy put up Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, several of our colleagues to sit on this committee that Nancy Pelosi wanted to form. When she saw the list, she was like, oh, no, no, I don't want them on the committee. She scrapped them and then basically sat the whole committee by herself. That's how you got Kingsinger and Liz Cheney on there. And so it was a joke in a circus from the start. We knew that this was nothing but a political circus. It was media. It was storytelling. And so now the facts have actually come out. And the other thing, Benny, and we're still asking current Speaker Johnson to hold them accountable, and that work is happening, is that the January 6th committee formed under Nancy Pelosi, they destroyed evidence, they deleted video, which is actually, which is illegal. You're not allowed to destroy information in a congressional hearing, from a congressional hearing. They did that, and we're going to hold them accountable for that as well. What does that mean, hold them accountable? And also, I mean, listen, you've been on the show a lot. You'd be a great cast member. I mean, casting you would be, would have been it really is incredible because they were casting parts, right? Like that, it's changed my entire perception seeing that clip. They looked at this as a TV show, the January 6th hearings, and they, they admit it, they're proud of it. Uh, and no, I just- right, that's what they did. I, it, it, I mean, I guess I'm glad that they admit it, but like also what a, what a fraud on the American people. What is holding them accountable look like? Like, cause we've heard that a lot, Congressman, but like- and what's going to happen? Well, look, Chair Loudermilk right now, who's who's the uh, subchair on House administration, he's going through all this information now. As I understand it, when he's done with his investigation, there's a potential that uh, criminal referrals can be filed and sent to the mm. Department of Justice. Now, look, we know that this Department of Justice does not want to prosecute Democrats unless you just, you know, flagrantly spend more than $200,000 on your own security. Quite sure we'll get to that in a minute. But the reality is, is that you're not allowed to destroy that information. It is the public record. It must always be retained, especially in light of the fact that you have this lawfare uh, by these fascists. And I say fascists, and I don't, I'm not being glib, I'm being serious. They are turning the legal system on its head, destroying it just to criminalize President Trump. And in the entire time, they are the ones that are breaking the law. They are the ones who are breaking our institutions. They are the ones who are destroying norms just so they can retain power. That sounds pretty fascist to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So nobody wanted to watch the January 6th hearings. And also nobody wants to watch hardcore pornography that's being filmed. We found out just moments ago that nobody will be charged in the grotesque acts that were being filmed by Democrat staffers in the Senate. The cops are just like, okay, you're, I mean, effectively now uh, saying you're allowed, if you have a congressional badge, you're allowed to film pornography uh, in the government buildings. Um, are you, I mean, is that is that is that a memo you have to send now to your staff? Like, don't do that. Look, I don't have to send a memo like that to my staff because they already know what would happen. They'd be fired on the spot and whatever I could do to hold them accountable past that. I would. I mean, look, this is a this is a travesty, man. This is a joke. 
We have people up here in the nation's capital who do not take this nation seriously. Yes. They don't take their oaths seriously. And if they happen to work for a member of Congress, they don't take that responsibility and that duty seriously. They're chasing their own ends, their own careers. And it's this is what's wrong with the country now. And, and I say people say that all the time. What's wrong with the country? It's not the American people. They're the ones who are getting this right. It's the people up here on Capitol Hill. So that's why elections do matter. I know we could talk about elections and what happened in 20 and beyond, but you got to show up and do the job. Because if you don't, these people, they want you to not pay attention to what they're doing. They don't want accountability. They don't even want transparency. They just want to deflect and they want to blame. And I find that to be ridiculous. I don't even know if that staff are still here, but you just can't be getting, you know, you can't be having your legs spread in a congressional he- in a congressional hearing room and there be no consequences. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. There's just some I- levels of decorum that have to be m- maintained. That's right. I hope you have plenty of Lysol wipes um, whenever you go into a hearing room. Uh, and also, for me, it wasn't shocking because I'm used to seeing, you know, I'm like as the American taxpayer, uh, I assume that we're just going to be effed over uh, in these rooms uh, day and night. But I, even I was shocked to see that in my social feed. Clearly, you should charge uh, somebody for these acts of lewdness and everything, but um, what do I know? I'm not a lawyer. I do know, however, that Fannie Willis isn't behaving like a lawyer either. Fannie Willis is doing, I think, kind of like the same thing with taxpayer money uh, down in Georgia. And you're talking about these criminal cases against Donald Trump and how uh, embarrassing and fascistic they are. But this is just reaching levels of hilarity with Big Fanny and Loverboy uh, using federal funds and then misusing federal funds, trying to hide it, firing whistleblowers. She seems like she's in a real world of hurt right now. Um, do you think this case is going to stand? Will we see her disqualified on February 15th when she has to answer in court? Uh, well, I, I hope so. I'm telling you, Benny, I hope so. If there's any semblance of help for our judicial system, then these attorneys, they got to be held accountable as well. They don't get to just hide behind the fact that they have a law license and that they're prosecutors. And that just gives them impunity to do whatever they want. Uh, That's something that people have always had issues with the justice system about. So she needs to be held accountable. And this ain't about her being a black woman or being a white man or she's not a white man. But obviously it doesn't matter what her gender (laughs) is. doesn't matter what her race is. The fact of the matter is, is that she was misusing public funds and at the same time is bringing this terrible, crazy RICO case against Donald Trump because, yeah, he asked questions about about election procedures in Georgia. Last time I checked, you're allowed to contest elections. There's nothing wrong with that, except, of course, if you're a Republican who's trying to hold the Democrats accountable. Now it's now it's criminality, according to them. But look, for Fannie Willis, Listen, this is terrible. But once again, these Democrats who are preaching to the American people about transparency and democracy, they don't believe in any of that. They believe in power. And we're seeing more and more of these stories where now their dirty laundry is coming out and they want to feign outrage and then they want to go to church about it and say how they're being they're being persecuted. No, that's a lie. They got caught. Fannie Willis got caught. She should be held accountable by the system in Georgia. I do think that it's despicable that they use the podium of Christian churches in order to wrap the sort of wrap themselves in glory and say that they're on the side of righteousness uh, when they're breaking up marriages, misusing funds and behaving criminally and then going after a president for his free speech. It really it really is grotesque and um, frankly, blasphemous. Uh, what isn't grotesque is the uh, mugshot that we got 
out of this, if there is one thing that I'm going to write on my Christmas card uh, to Fannie Willis, it's like, thank you, because the mugshot not only hangs in our studio, but also now the mugshot is multiple big time rappers have had Donald Trump's mugshot like tattooed on their body. Um, do you think that this is the greatest backfire in the history of politics? Like this is now you've now made like Trump super gangster. Look, first thing, Benny. I love President Trump. I'm not getting a tattooed on my body. Love you, Mr. <laughs> President, but that ain't going to happen. But, uh, but look, I, I think to a broader point, what they've done here. <laughs> oh, my God. What that's little, done that's here, little pump. This little pump. This is the newest one. Quavo like, also little, got. Little, yeah. Little pump got a lot of tattoos, man. But, you know, I'm yeah. good, but that's not going to be me. But look, <laughs> what they've done, even from the first indictment, is that they have made him a living martyr. Because you see how disgusting these people truly are. And if you're not in politics, if you don't really pay attention to this stuff and you see this, you're like, man, what are they doing? Are they serious? And the longer this goes, uh, you you think about how much, how much more ridiculous it is when you compare that to the disaster that is Joe Biden and they try to prop him up. So, yeah, I think this is all backfired. I mean, look, I know the president believes it's the most perfect mugshot ever in creation. And because he's <laughs> going to become the next president, I actually agree. It's the most perfect mugshot, mugshot in the history of creation. But these people are nuts. They are rabid because if they have to actually answer for their own policies and explain what they're doing for the country, they simply can't. So they got to demonize everybody else. Yeah, and it really does. It really does seem like it's backfiring. It seems like there's a cultural moment. You got The Rock coming out and praising Trump. You got Snoop Dogg coming out and saying he loves him. You have all these you have rappers getting massive tattoos of his mugshot. I think the backfire is officially here. You're very close with Trump. Last question. What's on the. And I know that you're not going to get one of these. That's fine. We'll, uh, I don't think my wife would let me get one either. But what's the state? You, you speak with Trump all the time. What's his, uh, what, what's his attitude right now moving forward? What's the strategy? Man, just getting this this primary race over with. I mean, look, Nikki Haley, I just don't get it. I mean, I know the donors are giving her money, but come on, man. You're not going to win in South Carolina, Nikki. We all know this. The new polling came out. You're down 35 points. Let's get this thing through. The president is focused on November. He's focused on getting Joe Biden out of that White House. Um, and of course, unfortunately, having to deal with these stupid cases in New York and Georgia and here in Washington, D.C., because these Democrats, listen, I'm telling you, there are good Democrat voters, Benny. They're good people around the country. But these, Demo these, these Democrats in party leadership, these people are nuts. They are fascists. They want to have power and they don't care what they got to do to keep it. So we got to beat them in, in, in November. And then we got a clean house up here on Capitol Hill. The president's focused on all those things. Byron Donalds officially not getting a Donald Trump mugshot tattoo as of <laughs> as of time of publishing right now. That'll be the headline. Godspeed, Congressman. You have, you have a lot of demons to fight up there. Go slay them, man. Thanks, Benny. Take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is so fun to be able to do these shows and just sort of like get uh, a, a raconteur with these with members of Congress who we can platform because they're really like great. Like, like they're like, they're like good people, right? Like you have this great crop of new young leaders that are coming up and they got this great energy and they're, they're like kind of funny and they, they like don't take any bullshit and they're 
uh, able to juke and jive. And they're just a different style of Republican. It's like really, it's really good. Another good one from Florida, Anna Paulina Luna. She works with Byron really closely. Um, and we wish to have her on the show more. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been traveling around the state of Florida and going to various congressional districts. We were traveling this weekend, went down actually to Byron Donalds's district. This travel, of course, for someone like me, and I like to travel with my kids. I hate being away from my family. That means that my kids literally take any like any doorknob, like any like any any doorknob. Do you have kids? They'll like lick the doorknobs. Okay, I'm not gonna do it, but like they'll like lick doorknobs. They'll eat food. They'll find a French fry. They'll just be wandering through a restaurant. If a French fry is on the ground, that's free French fry. Bam, eat it. Okay, lollipop. That's been like half. Like 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 half eaten, bam! That's free lollipop. Boom! Best day of my life. That makes it uh, kind of tough to stay healthy, especially uh, when you are uh, a member of society that doesn't lick the ground as you are walking on it. And so that is why I'm very proud to be a customer of the Wellness Company. The Wellness Company ensures that I have the medications at hand that I will need in a parenting situation where there are little bugs that go through. I mean, we are rip-roaring in our family right now. Royce will tell you, I was like sick. I was like sick as a dog yesterday. And that's because we were traveling, right? The wellness company makes sure that these cases have everything that we need from a tick bite to COVID-19 to the next bioweapon manufacturer in a lab. You get life-saving medications, emergency antibiotics, Z-Pack, and more. Go to twc.health slash Benny, twc.health slash Benny and enter the code Benny for 10% off the wellness company. That's 10% off with the offer code Benny. Stay healthy today. Ladies and gentlemen, apparently the White House is refusing to hand over the drafts of Biden's speech demanding that Ukraine fire the prosecutor, Victor Shokin. House oversight is demanding this and the Biden White House is Talking. Now, something we didn't get a chance to ask Byron Donalds about, he's on oversight, is about what they're going to do with the Hunter Biden and James Biden interviews that will happen later this month. This is another like sort of over the target situation because this is this is what caused the entire collapse of the Biden crime family. Everyone's like, wait a second, you called for the you called for the firing of this guy who was going after your son, and then you guys got paid tons of money. You need to give us all the information around that. Joe Biden, of course, bragging on camera. Son of a bitch, you got fired. Well, now the White House is saying, uh-uh-uh. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the news. Earlier. Do you believe that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden got bribes? I do not want to deal in unproven facts, but my firm personal conviction is that, yes, this was the case. They were being bribed. The fact that Joe Biden gave away $1 billion in uh, U.S. Uh, money in exchange for my dismissal, my firing, isn't that alone a case of corruption? That's the actual prosecutor himself, Victor Shokin, doing an interview. Guys, we got to get Victor Shokin on the show. If he's willing to do an interview with Fox, he can come on the show. Let's get Victor Shokin on the show. I would love that. The Oversight Committee is now demanding that the White House turn over all material about Joe Biden trying to uh, manipulate cash into the back pockets of his family. This is how the grift worked. We have, of course, our handy chart. 
ladies and gentlemen, it goes like this. The Burisma organization pays the Bidens in order to get the prosecutor fired who's looking into them criminally. Biden is able to withhold aid, taxpayer-funded aid, as leverage on Ukraine to get this done. And then Burisma continues to pay money to the Bidens. And it goes like that in a little circle until, of course, Trump gets elected. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, what will happen in a new Trump era, Trump term 2.0? The man who's in the running to be Donald Trump's new attorney general, at least acting attorney general, probably couldn't get Senate confirmed, but we'll see. Nobody really wants to go into the Senate these days. Don't have enough uh, Purell, uh, Lysol to enter a Senate hearing room. Good God. Mike Davis joins the show now to talk about the many, many, many legal ongoings of our nation. Mike Davis is the president of the Article 3 Project and a strong ally of President Trump. Mike, I don't want you to get Senate confirmed now for your own health and safety. Actually, I don't want you to have to sit in a Senate hearing room for 19 hours. Uh, if you were to be nominated as attorney general, I, I would be I would be fearful for your health. Well, and I would also only get one vote, Ben, as you know, from our home state, Senator Chuck Grassley. And it would be a charity vote and it would ruin his 65 year political career. So I don't yeah. think attorney general <laughs> is in the cards for me. I actually want to be Trump's vice vice Roy of D.C. And I will clean up D.C., Overnight, they will. We will not have any more crime. Carjackings would go away. Murders would go away. Uh, it would be cleaned up fast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know if we have the actual tweet uh, at hand, but let's go ahead and grab Mike's tweet uh, about this recent news with the Capitol Police saying that they're just not going to charge the staffer for filming uh, hardcore pornography inside of the Senate. Mike, I just wanted to give you a chance to break this down from a legal perspective because there's a lot of people dunking on it, right? Oh, you're going after January Sixers, but you're not going after this guy. But nobody's like coming at it from a legal perspective as to why or how or what you should charge this individual for. For those of you unfamiliar with this, we've well, had a hard time covering it because the image and graphics of it would get the show taken down because a staffer went in and filmed hardcore pornography, posted it publicly inside of a Senate hearing room. Um, and now, uh, at time of recording this show, the Capitol Police came out and said, we find no reason to charge this person. They're going to walk free. Uh, meanwhile, Jacob Chansley gets locked up for three years in solitary confinement for praying on the Senate floor. So you can film hardcore pornography in the Senate. Um, but if you pray on the Senate floor, then, then of course you go to a federal prison. And so Mike, I'd like for you to talk through what should the Capitol police have charged uh, this individual with? Well, this is truly outrageous. And this just shows that even the Capitol police has now been politicized uh, where we have clearly two systems of justice, even inside the Capitol just imagine if a Republican staffer brought people in and filmed a hate rally in a Senate committee hearing. Do you think that there's any chance that the Capitol Police working with the Senate sergeant at arms and working with the Biden D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, do you think there's any chance they wouldn't find crimes? There are obvious crimes here. I was a top Senate staffer. I was the chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee. I ran like seven over 70 hearings and markups in the Senate 
I don't remember seeing in the rules where you can film porn in these Senate hearings and markup rooms when when they're when when the senators are not there. That is trespassing. When you're a Senate staffer, you can go into these rooms for official business. You can't take your lover into these rooms and film porn and then broadcast it on the internet. That's called trespassing. It's also called misuse of government property. It's called misuse of government funds. It's lewd acts. It's indecent exposure. And the Capitol Police put out this idiotic statement that these two guys pleaded the Fifth Amendment and they didn't speak. Uh, so therefore, uh, apparently they didn't have enough evidence. They have the video that these two guys produced and put on the internet. Did, did the January 6th Defendants speak. Uh, many of them did not. No, they still rounded them up for trespassing because they had the video evidence. This is a cover-up, and they're clearly covering up because these are Democrat staffers who got caught. Yeah. So you think this is because one of the, one of these guys has a profile photo with Joe Biden appeared in Joe Biden campaign ads, things like that? Yeah. I mean, this is clearly political. Look, Ben, if we held a rally against immigrants inside a Senate sta uh, Senate he hearing room without permission, we would absolutely be charged with trespassing. Uh, and it's just ridiculous. This is so blatant. This is so obvious. That's separate from the lewd acts, the indecent, indecent exposure, the fact that they broadcast their their pornography on the internet. It's a it's a misuse of government property. It's a misuse of government funds. And the fact that Capitol Police aren't going to do a damn thing about this shows that the Capitol Police is now compromised by political leadership. Truly, truly embarrassing. Misuse of funds, you list in one of the many things that they could charge this person with. Misuse of funds, it's something, however, that may come back to haunt Big Fanny down in Georgia. We've been covering nonstop how Big Fanny is indeed uh, going to potentially be facing some real troubling charges here and is facing disqualification from the Trump case because she's spending taxpayer dollars, which is always, a, <laughs> there's a lot of strings that come with taxpayer dollars, right? And you open yourself up to federal jurisdictions by using federal money uh, and federal charges. She's using that money on laptops, swag, vacations to Napa, Carnival Cruise Lines uh, with Loverboy, but then also firing whistleblowers in her office that are saying this is all going on. Uh, this seems like it may be a very, very bad deal for Fannie Willis. Maybe we'll have to see Donald Trump in office to see charges against Fannie Willis, but I presume you've been covering this case and watching it closely. Can you give me your legal perspective on what's happening in Georgia? On January 10th, 2024, more than two weeks ago, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene sent a criminal refer a referral to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr to exercise their statutory power, their statutory duty, and open a criminal probe on this Democrat Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis. She allegedly used COVID funds and Fulton County funds to illegally hire her unqualified secret boyfriend who has never tried a felony case to bring this political, unprecedented RICO felony case against President Trump and 18 co-defendants. She paid 
her boyfriend, her alleged boyfriends, substantially more than she paid other special prosecutors who were actually qualified. And she allegedly took illegal kickbacks in the form of these lavish trips around the world, Caribbean cruises and Napa. So uh, it sounds like Big Fanny sold her fanny to her boyfriends on taxpayer dime. And Governor Kemp and Chris Carr, these two weakling Republicans down in Georgia, need to open a criminal probe. Article3project.org has an action page on this right now. You can go to article3project.org and click on action and then click on the Fannie Willis action page. It will it will show you how you click a button. It will call Kemp's office. It will call Carr's office. You can email them. You can light them up on social media. We need them to open a criminal probe here on this obvious corruption, obvious politicized and weaponized Justice Department. She even paid her boyfriend to meet with the Biden White House twice before they brought this political prosecution against President Trump and 18 co-defendants. Serious question for you here, Mike. Do you think that Fannie Willis will get hard time for giving the taxpayers the shaft? Uh, I don't, uh, you know, she should because uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene laid out several potential state charges under Georgia criminal law. There's uh, a a violation of public oath, bribery, improper influence of government official, racketeering, false statements and concealment, Fulton County's gift ban. There are so many potential charges, but Governor Kemp hates President Trump. And he knows that Fannie Willis is the one person who can make President Trump's life hell between November now and November 5th, 2024. Go- Governor Kemp needs to put aside his Trump derangement and do his damn job. And so should his little coward attorney general, Chris Carr. It seems like if if Fannie Willis uh, got an opportunity to face a Trump Department of Justice, that was actually focused on justice and not on equal application of the law for political gain, that the misuse of federal funds and then the firing of whistleblowers that tried to alert those to the misuse of the federal funds, you she would be facing potentially federal charges here then. Yeah, I mean, she should be facing federal charges right now. I would encourage FBI whistleblowers to go to Senator Chuck Grassley's office or assistant U.S. attorneys down in uh, down in Georgia, federal prosecutors down in Georgia, if they are being blocked from pursuing Fannie Willis for pretend, potential federal charges for honest services, for not providing honest services, which is a federal crime, also the misuse of COVID funds, if these federal prosecutors or federal agents are being blocked by Biden's U.S. attorney down in Atlanta, they need to contact the whistleblower hotline in, in Chuck Grassley's office in the United States Senate because I work for Chuck Grassley. He will not put up uh, with this for a second. Uh, We thank you, Mike, for your effort in spanking Big Fanny, and we hope she gets a pounding in court. Oh, God. Thank you, Ben. I've been trying. I've been. Spr- I've been sprinkling in the puns the whole interview, and I'm. I've, we finally caught up. Okay. So final. Uh, final takeaway. Uh, Donald Trump's very close with you. Obviously, you've been. You've some. You're somebody who has put some of the best Supreme Court justices on the court. Uh, the court has a number of <clears throat> big cases uh, that lie before it, but specifically the question about 
taking Donald Trump off the ballot. Now, nobody uh, in America knows the thought process of Donald Trump's judicial nominees better than Mike Davis. Mike Davis, he won't brag on himself, but he is solely responsible for getting the Trump justices on the court. And so, Mike, I ask you, like, what are we going to see uh, the court do on the questions of removal of Donald Trump from the ballot? I mean, this should be a nine to nothing case. It probably won't be because the three Democrat justices on the Supreme Court are so, uh, so they're so blinded by partisanship. This should be nine to nothing. This is a very easy case. If you want to disqualify an office holder under the 14th Amendment passed after the Civil War to guarantee due process and equal protection to the freed slaves and voting rights to the freed male slaves, they, they added Section 3 to the 14th Amendment because you saw Confederate sympathizers who engaged in insurrectional rebellion during the Civil War were winning office and undermining the post-Civil War Reconstruction effort. And so what you have to do under 155-year-old case law by then Chief Justice Sam, Solomon Chase is Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute for insurrection or rebellion, which Congress did more than 150 years ago. You have to bring federal charges. Jack Smith would have to bring federal charges for insurrection or rebellion, which he has not done, despite bringing charges for just about everything else, because the evidence does not exist how many insurrectionists go unarmed into a nation's capital, get to the Senate floor, walk through velvet ropes, follow police direction, and don't burn down the damn place. January 6th was a lawful protest that got out of hand and devolved into a riot. It was not an insurrection or Trump would have been charged with insurrection, but you bring federal charges for insurrection, a, a federal grand jury indicts, a federal jury finds guilt with the evidence beyond a reasonable doubt, a federal jury, a federal judge convicts, that conviction is upheld on appeal. That's the only way to disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And that is such an easy case for the Supreme Court to resolve. When it comes to the Texas Barbed Wire case, many people had their eyebrows raised a little bit by Amy Coney Barrett. I just wanted to get your snap take on that because I haven't been able to ask. And I'm actually I'm actually interested to know. Yeah, I'm dumbfounded by this one because Amy Coney Barrett just two years ago put out this statement saying that they shouldn't decide these merits cases on the emergency docket or what the Democrats call the shadow docket. And she said that if you want to decide these big, important cases, you should do it through the regular process where you grant cert, you have oral argument, you have briefing, you have deliberations, you don't do midnight rulings, snap decisions, and rule on these weighty constitutional issues without going through the regular process. And that's exactly what the Chief Justice and Amy Coney Barrett and the three libs did with this case. They got the law just completely wrong. And frankly, Amy Coney Barrett should be ashamed of herself. She's being a total hypocrite here. She just went against what she said two years ago. And maybe she should stop being fearful of these left-wing protesters and do her damn job. She has lifetime tenure. She has pay protection. She has U.S. Marshals. Do your job, Amy. Yeah. Uh, the the final thing the ruling about the agencies uh you have to you have to this is the big one that's coming up the ruling about federal agencies and the power that they have you're going to have to remind me of the name the chevron the chevron, chevron case yes sorry yeah, i'm this, so sorry this, again, i was thinking gas station i was like gas station gas station chevron <laughs> this, should, this should be a six to three case because there's no okay. reason the libs will go along with this basically it says that our elected 
members of Congress write our laws, not unelected bureaucrats, uh, the Tony Fauci's of the world and the executive branch. If you want, if you want laws written, Congress has to do it, uh, not Tony Fauci. And we certainly go, don't get have to defer to their interpretations of their own laws, their own statutes, or their own regulations. And this is very important for the American people to take back control of the federal government from unelected bureaucrats. And so this is going to go down in flames. It should. It should be six. It should be six to three. Let's hope that you know our weak sisters, like the chief and Amy and others, find their backbones for this because this is such an easy, easy case. Maybe the maybe the Democrat protesters can go outside of their homes for the next two weeks and they'll 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 cave like they just did on this barbed wire fence in Texas. Yeah, we'll see. Looking forward to your vice 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 chancellery of Washington D.C., Mike. Uh, it shall be glorious. Maybe I'll even go back to D.C. once you're the vice chancellor. I, I refuse be, to enter be, this. It will be very clean. It will be very safe. I refuse to go into the city right now, and I'll refuse to go into the Senate. Not enough Purell on earth to uh, to get me into the U.S. Senate right now. Godspeed, Mike. Thank you for educating us. Thank you, Ben. So we don't like Joe Biden. Uh, we think that Joe Biden sucks and um, we think he's the worst president, resident of the White House in a long time. We know that Joe Biden uh, isn't actually president. We know that the real president is Barack Obama in his in his silly dad jeans uh, in his basement on his iPhone running the government. Like that's obvious. Joe Biden is staffed and flanked on every side by Barack Obama acolytes. Barack Obama himself has straight up said the best way to run for president would be to have some meat Muppet who has uh, like a very, very low brain wavelength standing there with an earpiece in. There's a little clip of Barack Obama saying this. And then I can just call the shots from the from the earpiece. <laughs> oh, man. Is Joe Biden wearing an earpiece. So that's what Barack Obama said. Barack Obama's clearly running the country from the basement of one of his private island mansions. He lives on a private island on the East Coast in Martha's Vineyard. He lives on a private island on the West Coast in Hawaii. And so beachfront mansions, of course, because global warming. That being said, it has shocked me how what we believe is also a very closely held core belief of White House staff. And that has been revealed by James O'Keefe, a new bombshell undercover hidden camera recording with one of Joe Biden's cybersecurity chiefs, who's so good at his job, in fact, that he, he met up with James O'Keefe on what I'd have to assume is some type of date. James O'Keefe dangling himself out there now as bait. His his disguise was literally just showing up as James O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't even have to wear like the fake nose and the mustache. He he's just James O'Keefe. Anyway, what he found out yesterday was that a member of the Biden White House, a guy named Charlie Crager, who's the White House cybersecurity policy analyst, straight up admitted that Joe Biden has dementia, the early onset uh, symptoms of dementia, that Joe Biden isn't there. And, and nobody actually wants him to be there. 
that they that everyone in the White House wants him to not run again. This is incredible. The fact that this isn't international news, well, hmm, shows you the state of journalism. Here's a real journalist, James O'Keefe, doing the real work of telling the truth. Watch. What Biden is doing, I love his policies. I just, it just seems, just witnessing, it just looks, it's a bad look. I mean, he can't struggles to talk. Yes, yes, he's no Barack Obama. Is he, is he going to be the, the nominee? Yes. And she will be the vice president nominee. Yeah, I don't. There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. Uh, I agree with everything Biden is doing. It's just his cognitive ability. Like I have yeah. a grandfather yeah. who has, who's 91. Okay. And Joe Biden is worse than my grandfather who has dementia. Yeah. You know, he's sort oh, I of know. walking yeah. like this and yeah. he's sort of like, you know, and I, and I think that voters are going to look at that yeah, and it's going to hurt I us. Know. I, I think that independents are going to look at that and they're going to be like, I can't deal with that. But with him, I yeah, mean, I know. I know. he's got I know. dementia. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think he has that clinically yet, no, yeah. um, but he's definitely slowing down. My question is all the people like your colleagues or the White House or whatever, do they get it? Do they know that? You know? I think that they probably do, but no one in modern history has ever said, like, we're not going to renominate the president for a second term. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That just hasn't happened. Like, so they know that he has those issues. I think so. They're not going to say it. They're not going to say it publicly. Oh, yes. We're not going to renominate the president for a second term. Oh, yes, he had the issues. It's really remarkable how bad these people are at their job. Like, praise the Lord, I say. Praise the Lord. Because these people are so bad at their jobs. This is the cybersecurity expert at the White House. Doesn't know James O'Keefe in glasses. He's not even wearing a disguise. You follow James's career. James will be, by the way, on the show tomorrow talk all about this. If you follow these guys' careers, then... You know that James O'Keefe has these ridiculous disguises or has these outfits or has these like other like these other women or men to like go there and do these dates for him. This is just James sitting there having this discussion and this guy's uh, spilling state secrets about how nobody believes that Joe Biden is alive in the White House. How he's like a, a, a microwave warmed over meat puppet. It gets even worse for Kamala. Listen to this. But why not? Harris is she's not popular, but you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the goddamn presidential ticket. Like, I what see. kind of message are you going to send to, like, all the African-American voters? So that's the reason why they won't remove her. That's what I think. How would you spin that? People would be like, what the f***? Like, like, she's a woman and she's multiracial and she's like... But she's not popular. Charlie says he's seen, in the executive office of the White House, people talking about how Kamala Harris hemorrhages black staff. Kamala is so unpopular. The New York Times did an article about how she hemorrhages black staff. She can't keep black oh. staff. They quit on her in mass. She hemorrhages black staff? Yeah, there's a New York Times article about it. It went, like, people sent her out at the office and everyone was like, oh, Why don't shit. they like her? Then the subject came up about replacing Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. I think they need to get rid of him or get rid of her. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think they're going to do that. They need to get rid of him or they need to get rid of her. Or maybe both of them. Joe Biden has dementia. I love this guy. <laughs> like, like, wow, super based, dude. Yeah, good for you. 
totally. You must be watching our show. You must watch the Betty Show. Thanks for thanks for subscribing, bro. <laughs> How does James keep doing it? Well, he well dates need like dating apps. Actually, that's how he does it. How James O'Keefe does it. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully James isn't filming any uh, filming any videos in the Senate. But nonetheless, he's undercover and actually doing real work. The real job of a journalist, the way the First Amendment is written, is that the journalists sort of protect the population against the powerful. The way it's been inverted is that now journalists are little Praetorian guard for their powerful little slave masters like Jeff Bezos, whatever billionaire happens to own your news outlet, that you then protect them and their rich friends. It's the invert. It's the opposite of journalism. It's actually activism by the billionaire class, the oligarchs and the state against us. We're the enemy. Doing stuff like what James is doing. It used to be called and used to be championed as first-rate journalism, and now you see a total blackout. I don't think even Fox News is covering that this bombshell report from James. By the way, like this, James has this guy's like full pedigree on LinkedIn and everything. This is legit. This guy works in the White House with Joe Biden, James Kruger. And so it is so important to have independent journalists. James again will be will be joining the show tomorrow, and we'll ask him all about this. We'll, uh, he has more video coming today, and so we think it'll be very very spicy uh, tomorrow uh, for the show. We have some other very exciting things for this weekend. If you believe that it is important to have shows that aren't corporately owned. Where there's no paymasters who tell us what to do every morning. Royce, does anybody come in? Does some guy in a suit come in and tell us what to do any morning? Nope. No. Okay. Rolls Royce is sitting here in the studio with me. He would know. ALX and Robbie are sitting here in the studio. Can you pop them on screen? ALX and Robbie, my producers, are sitting here with me. Royce, does your camera work? There you go. Does anybody come in and tell us what to say every morning on the show? Never. No. Do we decide what we're going to talk about and have a damn good time doing it? Every day. Every single day. Every single day. And ladies and gentlemen, we're so free on this program. Uh, Robbie's allowed to wear giant pink ear cups on his head. <laughs> That's how free we are here. We got him ALX, is able to have, ALX is able to have the constitutional, the proper constitutional flag behind him. So that's it. That's it. If you wish to support real journalism, if you wish to support our growing team here, to provide real news and access to un to, to non-corporate uh, information that has been approved by our overlords, please consider joining the Benny Brigade. By joining the Benny Brigade, you directly support us. It costs less than a, a happy meal per month. And you allow us to be able to hire excellent talent like our producers on screen that are making the show so much better and are bringing in these incredible guests and bookings to inform you and me at the same time. You'll also get the greatest keychain known to man, the Salty Army keychain, with all, all of the salt attached. We should probably send them in like a box of salt, actually. We'll work on that. But the greatest keychain known to man, made by craftsmen and leathersmiths, we'll send it to you for free. It has the Salty Army tank on it, and you will know you will be a member of the Benny Brigade. You will keep us free and independent and keep us rolling forward. We march forward, and we do so uh, with the knowledge that we have an army at our back, 
We are happy warriors. We are happy and joyful because we know the victory will be ours regardless of whatever may happen in this temporal world. We stay grounded with our verse of the day, Matthew 10, 26. So have no fear of them for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Your sins shall find you out, okay? And these people, like Fanny Willis, who's going after Trump in a RICO case, is now facing her own charges in a RICO case. Isn't that incredible? In her own racketeering and misuse of federal funds and power. Isn't that incredible? You just have to sit back and watch God work. And that's what we do on this program. God bless you. We are fighting right alongside of you. My name is Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.